1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 17. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. So we're moving forward in chapter three. And this is a really interesting metaphorical passage, mm-hmm. you know, using this building and foundation construction uh, terminology and then this temple terminology. And, you know, I think Paul's really getting into sort of the, the weight of, you know, sort of ministry work that mm-hmm. he and others have embarked on. And then the the weight and sanctity of the church. Yeah. And so there's a lot here. Uh, Jennifer, what are your thoughts? And, you know, I also think we have to sort of shift our cultural lens because we hear temple and we think like that old thing in the Bible yeah. that we don't need anymore. But it would have been, you know, anything talking about the temple would have been received very differently by this audience. So right. what are your thoughts right. on the passage? Well, um, like you said, we shift motifs here or metaphors and it is but it's helpful to go from the gardening to God like bringing this growth to the foundation because we are building upon what Jesus laid and I thought that like just that phrase to like think about it but like the fact that Jesus is the cornerstone um, just pointing us again to the centrality of the gospel that it is Christ's work on our behalf. Yeah. Um, And it was his life and his death and his resurrection and his reign that is, or is that, you know, powers this thing that we've all been called to that we kind of like take for granted. I think sometimes like we're just so churched and we're like doing this ministry and like we're, we're growing ourselves and, we just have a lot of assumptions and it's good to just come back and think like, no, this is about the gospel. So when I see like, you know, take care of what you're building upon, I think just even as a Bible teacher, how easily it, it how easy it is or to counseling people to like point people to themselves to just yeah. like try harder, do yeah. better, yeah. Um, point them to other people for, you know, kind of help, but not in that like people who will point you to Christ, but people who will like that you can uh, get your meaning from, you know, yeah. your validation. I don't know. That's just, it's just crazy how this kind of language like seeps in to our very Christian work that we do. Totally. And it just, again, convicts me and reminds me, go back, always make sure you're, you're laying the foundation of your teaching and your counsel on the gospel, the work of Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, you know, he lists a bunch of different materials and it's sort of, in like depreciating value uh-huh. or so gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. 
And, and then he talks about, you know, there's work that will be burned up and, and forgotten. And then there's work that will last. And, you know, I, I think one of the big temptations in teaching scripture or making disciples is gimmicks and like being gimmicky and, and manipulative. Yeah, ma yeah. Manipulative. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, kind of looking for like the lightning in the bottle thing mm -hmm. that will like open people up to, okay. you know, you to be able to convince them of something. And, you know, we've already seen in first Corinthians, Paul has no interest in, in being a real clever minister of the gospel. Yeah. And, and he has no interest in being this really like witty, and you know shrewd minister of the gospel he wants to come in with like the blunt force of the cross of christ mm -hmm. and you know he's like i know that it's it is a stumbling block to the jews it's folly to the gentiles, gentiles. but it is the power of god for yeah. those who who come to the end of themselves and cast themselves upon it and so we we see that um, with this sort of motif of, or sorry, metaphor of uh, fire in these materials. And, you know, I love here in uh, verse 16 and 17, he really digs into, you know, why does it matter? Like, why should we take such care of building upon the foundation? And he really just elevates the sanctity of what the church is. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a social club. It's mm -hmm. not a gathering of like-minded people. It is the dwelling place of God that like right. the very spirit of God, you know, abides in. Yes. And um, one of the most convicting and helpful explanations of this idea I've ever heard was from Francis Chan. Mm. And he, he read the passage from, um, I guess, oh my gosh, like second Samuel or first Chronicles or something, the, the dedication of the temple. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, so Solomon dedicating the temple and like yes. fire falls from heaven and right. fills it and everyone is standing there just in wonder. And he's like, imagine if you were standing there and you had a sledgehammer and you just walked up to the corner of the temple and just started wailing on it mm -hmm. and, and, you know, just shattering the stones and, you know, just beating the temple up. Like what would, what would God's reaction be? What would the reaction of all the people around you be? Like it, it's the stupidest, especially when you read it in the context of the passage. Sure. It's like, right. It's an unimaginable thought. Yes. It's like, are we not doing the same things mm -hmm. when, when we bash the bride of Christ and, and right. um, when we, you know, just ruthlessly criticize and, and demoralize mm -hmm. the, the church and, and, and other believers. And I thought that was like such a helpful it really is image. So. Yeah. I mean, just to think about right like the lengths that God went to to um dwell with us and that that's that theme all the way through the Bible and you know, first his tabernacle and then his temple and that those all of that was pointing to Christ. Um and you know, that Christ came to dwell. And then now that he's gone, like that he gives us his spirit so mm -hmm. that God literally dwells in us mm -hmm. and that he's given us this church as a way to, to live this out um, as the family of God and as the body of Christ and, and to go out into the world and, you know, be servants of God and yeah. participate in this to call 
um, people to God who intends to dwell with them. I mean, it's just such a beautiful thing. And you think, yeah, what am I doing to destroy that? If anything, I should be building it up and I should be building up other people mm-hmm. and encouraging yeah. them. And, you know, all the other exhortations that yeah. Paul has in yeah. other places in the letter. But here, obviously, he's just got this really um, stark picture, which to your point, to these people in particular um, at this time, I mean, the temple was the center of, Jewish life and the place where, uh, you know, God was known to dwell in the past and that they hoped he would dwell again. And now these people have received the truth um, Mm. as Gentiles that like, no, it was Christ. And now this is for you. So again, ask ourselves, what are we doing? Yeah, absolutely. And just an encouraging word to, uh, to love Christ's bride and to be people who build on the foundation of Christ and not with our own wisdom and cleverness, but with just the blunt force power of the gospel. That's right. Amen. All right. Well, we will wrap up chapter three tomorrow. We'll see you then for Jennifer McClish. This is Will Carlisle. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.